The quiet in the library these days is reserved for the reading rooms. In the library business world, there is anything but silence. Welcome to Copyright Clearance Center's podcast series. I'm Christopher Keneally for Beyond the Book. Whether they are public, corporate, or institutional facilities, libraries are witnessing wide-scale change as they move from a physical function as a knowledge warehouse to providing information management systems in the digital cloud. This week, a pair of announcements from leading library service vendors makes the point that libraries are big business. With more, Andrew Albanese, Publishers Weekly Senior Writer, joins me now as he does every Friday. And welcome back, Andrew. Hey there, Chris. Well, you certainly are a man with a nose for news in the library, and there's plenty of it this week. Indeed, uh, one of the major vendors in the space, 3M, has decided to get out of the library business. Tell us about that first. Yeah, and you know, I have to admit, I was completely shocked by the news, uh, which was actually part of two blockbuster deals in the library space this week. But uh, first, yes, in a surprise announcement, 3M revealed that it has sold its North American and its global libraries businesses to a company called Biblioteca, which is an upstart European outfit that is backed by a division of J.P. Morgan Chase. The 3M deal is going to include all of the company's library businesses, and that includes all these things that the public would notice like security and productivity solutions there's rfid programs etc but most notably our listeners will probably know 3m for its cloud library ebook lending solution which uh, started up as a rival to the industry leader overdrive right well hold that thought for a moment and let's just look at what's going on at 3m so that business is just a few years old Yeah, that's right. The the 3M cloud library business is brand new. It only launched in 2012 and by all accounts had really done very well and made some headway uh, in the ebook lending market, which, of course, is a growing business. Now, there were some reports, including this jaw dropper of a report I saw in Minnesota Public Radio. Uh, Minnesota is, of course, where 3M is based. This suggested that 3M was giving up on its plans to compete with Overdrive. But that's not the case. And Biblioteca officials say that they are going to be investing heavily in the library services. They're delighted to have these library services from 3M. And in fact, I remember in 2012, I actually met reps from Biblioteca who were just starting up then, and they were beginning an e-lending business that was going to compete based on the Douglas County model, which is libraries having their own servers and buying content from publishers directly rather than sort of facilitating as a a third-party intermediary the lending of e-books. I think acquiring 3M, which is now an established vendor in the ebook space is clearly a better way for Biblioteca to dive more deeply into the library market. And we should note, too, that the 3M team is also going to be moving over to Biblioteca, and that includes Matt Templis, who's the 3M Library Systems business leader, and who in a statement said that uh, Biblioteca has the scale needed to accelerate the product development pipeline. So I think you're actually going to see 3M getting even a little more aggressive in the library ebook lending space, far from going away. As for 3M, and you know, basically I saw some reports in, in the news that said that after 40 years and a $100 million business, that it did a thorough strategic review. This was one report I saw in the Minneapolis Star Tribune, and that they decided that they just wanted to focus on their core businesses. And, you know, 3M is most known for it's got traffic safety solutions and it uh, does vehicle identification and public security and monitoring services. You know, 3M is it's a massive company, of course. So the $100 million library business is really just sort of a drop in the 3M bucket. 
Okay. Uh, so nevertheless, you know, having been around for 40 years and having just launched this new ebook lending service, I must say I was quite surprised. Well, yeah. And, you know, the uh, library news has us seeing double this week because there's another announcement that also has us scratching our heads. Yeah, that's right. And another big deal this week, ProQuest, which is a, a huge vendor of database services and content solutions, etc., has signed an agreement to acquire Ex Libris, which is a major provider of library automation systems. Uh, that's catalogs, etc., that kind of stuff. You know, ProQuest officials say the move is going to help them uh, develop better workflow solutions for all their print, digital, and electronic resources of all kinds, and that it's going to help them with the, the navigation of, you know, rapidly changing technology. And, of course, this is a big deal in the library community because, as with all of us, the technology and the formats are changing rapidly. But this deal is sending pretty big ripples through the library market. You know, to have a major company like ProQuest, you know, this provider of content and content solutions, investing in a systems provider like Ex Libris raises all kinds of questions and possibilities. And while the financial details of this deal were not disclosed, uh, the Israeli newspaper Haaretz reported that ProQuest paid half a billion dollars. That's $500 million for the company, uh, right in that neighborhood at least. So stay tuned. It's been kind of a big year for deals in the library space. Uh, you know, I'll point out, remember, that Overdrive, which is, of course, the leader in the ebook lending service, was acquired earlier this year by Japanese conglomerate Rakuten. And ProQuest, uh, in May of this year, bought Coots Information Services. So uh, in the coming weeks, I'll be doing a bit of a deeper dive on what this all means for the library market and what is driving this wave of deals among vendors. Well, right, you are. And, and listen, content and, and content delivery solutions are only as good as the technologies they're delivered on. And you've got some news regarding that because you spent a morning with a company we've all heard about just a little bit, Google, and it made an interesting announcement. Yeah, so I went to a press breakfast this week, which was quite interesting, uh, with Google officials and a number of reporters from a bunch of different magazines and uh, websites. Uh, and it was for Google to unveil its new project called AMP, or AMP, they call it, and that is short for Accelerated Mobile Pages. Uh, basically, Google has created this new standard uh, for the web. Uh, it's internet-based. That's apparently going to help internet pages that's worldwide web pages, load a little better, a lot better in the mobile world. Now, I'll be writing more on the subject in the coming days. I have to say it's not clear yet what this might mean for book content. Uh, book content, of course, largely exists within mobile apps, uh, but it has many implications for libraries, which increasingly live on the web as well as to our you know, developing apps these days. So, you know, Google's working with a number of partners, and I met a number of them this week, including the Washington Post and BuzzFeed and Twitter, the New York Times. And basically their modus behind this all is that they believe that the web is too slow. That in this age where content now is increasingly loaded with video and slideshows and images and social media and ad analytics, that all of this is really slowing web pages down. And so all of the good stuff is happening inside of these apps and that the web has sort of become the worldwide weight, as they call it. So this new standard from Google working with all its partners now, it's just in its very early stages, is designed to help all of these web pages load instantly. So I'll be looking more at this and, and the implications of this in the coming weeks, but it's fascinating stuff. 
And you can look for uh, more on that, the AMP project from Google, in the coming weeks on the PW site. Well, we'll be looking for Google at a place you and I will both be together next week, and that's Frankfurt. That's right. Google will be there. So will we. And I'll just take this opportunity to uh, remind listeners that uh, we'll have our show dailies that will be available for free on the Publishers Weekly website, which will include all of our features and as well as our continuing news coverage from the fair. And, of course, we'll be podcasting from the show of the floor next week. So uh, safe travels to you, Chris, and I will see you in Germany. Well, indeed. Auf Wiedersehen, Andrew Albanese from Publishers Weekly. Look forward to seeing you there in Germany and to talking with everyone next week here on Beyond the Book. Look forward to it as well, Chris. Beyond the Book is produced by Copyright Clearance Center, a global rights broker for the world's most sought-after materials, including millions of books and e-books, journals, newspapers, magazines, and blogs, as well as images, movies, and television shows. You can follow Beyond the Book on Twitter, find us on Facebook, and subscribe to the free podcast series on iTunes or at our website, beyondthebook.com. Our engineer and co-producer is the just-married Jeremy Brisky of Burris Marketing. Congratulations to Jeremy and his new wife, Ali Mabardi. My name is Christopher Keneally. For all of us at Copyright Clearance Center, thanks for listening to Beyond the Book. Mm-hmm.